is a sitting meditation, the only real meditation? You may already know the answer, but let's talk about it. We recently discussed this topic at the Raleigh Temple. I wondered why a temple practitioner, Karen, brought this question to our attention. I used to think sitting meditation was not particularly important because everything we do can be a form of meditation. There are many ways to meditate. In one Buddhism scripture, in the chapter on timeless meditation, it is stated, even a farmer wielding a hoe can practice meditation, as can a carpenter wielding a hammer, a clock using an abacus, and an official seeing to an administrative matter. And we can practice meditation even while going about or staying at home. What need is there then to bother with choosing a specific place and with talking about meditation in action or at rest? Can we meditate anytime, anywhere? What do you think? I see some of you nodding. A lot of people say walking meditation in the woods really works well for me. I agree. Walking and breathing in nature is a wonderful form of a meditation. We can feel happy and relaxed when we walk in nature. But here is a question. Is a peaceful walk in nature the same as intentional walking meditation? In general, walking meditation brings attention to our every step. With a focused awareness of our movements and breathing in, in the very present moment. This is rather different from a hike or a casual walk in the woods. If walking meditation is an effective form of meditation, why bother with sitting meditation? Sitting meditation on a mat or in a chair has unique benefits, different from meditation in motion. Sitting meditation always allows us to practice in a focused manner, in a quiet setting, with relatively few distractions, by simply sitting and only breathing, one pointed and concentrated energy is nurtured. As we still our bodies, our minds settle and become still. 
meditation in motion may seem to be easier because we are conditioned to physical and mental activity. But in a true sense, active meditation might be considered a more advanced practice than meditation at rest. True genuine meditation in motion requires previous and ongoing training in sitting meditation. When we are able to sit still for an extended period of time, we know that it is possible to experience our calm and peaceful nature. Then we can transfer this stable and grounding energy to myriad tasks. Walking, dishwashing, driving a car. That is meditation in motion. While both sitting and moving are important forms of meditation, the basic foundation of a practice is exercised through sitting. With the awareness of a body, breath, and mind, meditation nurtures the deeply focused energy free of attachment and distraction. Master Chongsan said that the technique of practicing timeless meditation also includes practice at a designated time and designated place. When we intentionally choose to sit in an environment that does not require any engagement of our senses, this practice journey can become the portal to our own inner spaciousness. Within this quiet mind and body, we discover a vast inner solitude where we can walk inside ourselves and meet no one. In our North Carolina temples, we hold meditation retreat about once a month. In each retreat, once we have outlined the significance of sitting meditation, we incorporate many different traditions and methods in an eclectic manner. This approach is based on the following passage from our One Buddhism scripture, chapter 2, Doctrine, verse 20. In it, a founding teacher, Sute San, addresses participants at a Sun meditation retreat. In traditional monasteries, there was the recitation Yambul school who did nothing but recite the Buddha's name. The doctrine Kyo school who did nothing but read sutras. The Zen Sun school who did nothing but sit in meditation. And the precepts Yul school who did nothing but keep the precepts. 
within the single Buddha Dharma, they argued and criticized each other, but each school only taught one subject within the threefold practice of precepts, absorption, and wisdom. So Tesan continued, we develop these subjects together and pursue each at its proper time. Every day at dawn, we sit in meditation. And during the day and night, we participate in various sessions involving scripture study, dharma talks, discussions, journaling, contemplation on koans, and the principle of our true nature, and reciting the Buddha's name. By training in each of these, anyone who makes an effort will be able to obtain results that are many times greater than those derived from separate traditional trainings. End quote. Likewise, in our temple retreats, we devote time to many forms of contemplation and meditation. Sitting, walking, qigong, chanting, lying down, yoga, scripture study, journaling, insight sharing, and more. But don't forget laughter meditation. <laughs> when I facilitate a retreat, I love to utilize a variety of method, but in the back of my mind, all these different forms of meditation are designed to support the experience of a profound meditation while sitting. In the Dharma passage you just heard, different traditional Buddhist schools were listed. Recitation school, Zen school, doctrine school, precepts school. It is a little history about these schools. When Buddhism first came to China through the Silk Road, it was not easy for Chinese practitioners to understand sutras from India because they were written in Sanskrit. So in its early stage, Buddhism in China was understood through a Taoist lens. For instance, the notion of emptiness in Buddhism was rendered by Taoism to their familiar concept of inaction. To overcome this limited view of understanding Buddhism in Northeast Asia, especially China, Korea, and Japan, there were ongoing movements through the study of various Buddhist texts and sutras. Depending on which sutra was emphasized, or how the text was interpreted, numerous doctrine schools and traditions arose, including the precept school, which emphasized keeping the precepts. At the same time, a new and different perspective to understanding Buddha Dharma arose. Ditch the words and theories. 
through deep, silent meditation, realized the essence of Buddha's teachings. This was the Zen school, which emphasized the transmission of Dharma from heart to heart, often through the contemplation of koan. In an assembly on the vulture pig, Buddha held up a flower and showed it to the congregation. The congregation was silent, except for Mahagasapa, whose face broke into a subtle smile. Buddha said, I entrust treasury of the true Dharma eye to Mahagasapa. This is a well-known koan which represents the transmission of Dharma from heart to heart without words in the Zen tradition. What about the recitation school, Yambul-jong? In the Amita Sutra, it says that if you sincerely recite the Amita Buddha's name, you can go to the pure land paradise. Practitioners in the school, therefore, focused on chanting in the belief that by doing so, Buddha's great power would come to them. After making this historic review, I researched the traditional Buddhism in Korea today, and there are currently five schools of Korean Buddhism. While Master Su Tae-san respected various Buddhist traditions, he was concerned about their competition to be the superior way of revealing Buddha Dharma. Instead, he took a different path. With a holistic approach, he wove their methods of a practice into the threefold practice of one Buddhism. This is why I am always delighted to lead meditation services and retreats because there are so many recipes for us to taste and nourish our spirit. Is a sitting meditation then the only real meditation? In the end, it is not a matter of which form of a meditation is better or more authentic. But along our journey of a meditation, if we can somehow master our sitting meditation, truly feeling comfortable, and peaceful while just sitting on our mat or in a chair. We'll have an incredibly useful tool for taming our minds. If we have trained ourselves in sitting to experience true mindfulness and equanimity, we can feel confident in carrying our meditation energy into every aspect of our lives, whether at rest or in action. So, let's not be attached to the idea that one form of meditation is greater 
or lesser than another. With a beginner's mind, let's continue to strengthen the foundation of our practice here as we sit together now. Thank、you